As someone who wants to grow closer to Christ every single day, I often ask myself, can I grow closer to Christ while simultaneously growing as a person? While this may be very challenging to find that balance, uh, as people and, you know, as athletes especially, we always want to be the best version of ourselves and the best athlete that we can be, but we also still want to shine the light and put the spotlight on what Jesus has done through us. Today we talk about continuous growth and how to, you know, grow continually, not only as a person, but spiritually as well. We talk about that with David Gibson, founder of Elevation is a Must, an organization that provides young professionals with the tools and strategies that help them grow, build, and live out their ideas and visions. He is an entrepreneur, he's a speaker, and he's actually a former boxer, something that we'll definitely talk about uh, in the show today, so stick around for that. But yeah, get ready to be motivated because David brings it today, talking about his upbringing, advice about growth to athletes and the like, and especially about what it means to grow spiritually and how to do so. I am Ken Burke, and welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. David Gibson, welcome to the show, sir. It is awesome to have you on. I'm looking forward to it today. Ken, I am honored, brother. It's a great pleasure, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. David, something that I noticed uh, through through your social media, through talking with you, is something that that you always want to grow. You you are continuously seeking to grow and be a better person. And so I figured, you know, why not have you on the podcast and talk about that? Because I feel like that's a, a very appropriate topic. Uh, but, you know, first off, as we kick off this conversation, I love asking people, how has Christ affected your life and affected how you view sports and everything like that? Oh, wow, man. That, that's an amazing question, Ken. Um, really, I mean, Christ is the center. You know, he's at the center of it all. Um, you know, what does the book of John say where Jesus said, I am the way, the, the truth and the life. Right. Um, and, and ultimately, if we want to walk in truth and be aware of falsehoods and lies that may attempt to manipulate our mindset, uh, we have to connect with Christ. Mm. Um, if we want to know the right direction, we ought to take our lives. Right. Living that purpose driven life where we are connected with fulfillment and doing the things that we were designed to do from a spiritual standpoint, then we have to connect through Christ. Um, and if we want to have a life full of life, right? Um, a life where we experience light and not darkness um, and, and not being, you know, held by the grips of fear or anxiety or, you know, any other forces that may attempt us to, uh, you know, disconnect from the abundance that we've been promised. then you know, we have to establish a relationship and connection with him. So to answer your question, um, I mean, again, he's been the center um, he, he has, uh, literally shaped my life because he designed it. Um, it was just up to me to have the willingness to release, you know, my desires and, and what I expected out of my life and to surrender to his plan and my purpose. But ultimately he's been the center of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, that's such a great answer right off the bat. And yeah, I mean, you know, you grew up in Indiana and, you know, basketball is a part of everybody's blood up here. That's what I've learned from moving up here, but you fell in love with boxing. uh, So I've learned, why did you feel this sport was a good pathway for you? And what did you learn throughout your career as a boxer? (laughs) Let's can go on and on on the many different lessons that I learned from the sport of boxing. But you know, to touch on what you briefly mentioned, uh, born and raised in the city of Indianapolis, um, Indianapolis, Indiana. And like you mentioned, um, you know, 
Indiana breeds basketball, right? Like we live and breathe that sport. Mm-hmm. In the 90s and early 2000s, it was very rare for you to drive within a neighborhood and not see a basketball court either in the front driveway or in the backyard, right? And on top of that, um, you know, you always would see kids, you know, outdoors playing and competing uh, because, again, it, it's something that we live in and breathe here in the state of Indiana. I mean, think of the movie Hugers, right? You know, that that's literally the culture here in Indiana. We've had many great players that have moved on to play overseas or, you know, for the league. But it, it really is a testament to the overall culture that's been established here in Indianapolis and Indiana as a whole. But for me, of course, I grew up playing basketball, but my cousin um, was competing in the Olympics uh, for two, in the year 2000. He was the runner-up, and I was intrigued by his story and his journey. And when I was 17, um, just had this, this idea. It was like, man, I, I'm interested. I'm very curious in this sport, right? So, you know, I went to the gym and started training. And that's all she wrote, right? I, I, I fell in love with it. Um, I fell in love with the aspect of developing discipline, uh, challenging yourself both men- mentally and physically, um, and competing, right? You know, many people that aren't necessarily aware of the true essence of the sport don't understand the sweet science that's behind it. There's a lot of strategy that's involved. It's definitely a thinking man sport. You're not just going in there throwing hands. It's about strategy. Uh, it's about playing chess, literally, within you know, the corridors of the ring. But that's what drew me to it. And there were so many lessons, Ken, that boxing has taught me and continues to teach me, right? You know, looking at it from a metaphoric perspective, life is like a fight, right? You know, you may be fighting fear. You may be fighting doubt. Um, Many people may be fighting insecurity. They may be fighting their past or a lifestyle that isn't necessarily in alignment with what they truly want to experience. Somebody may be fighting cancer, you know, somebody may be fighting depression or anxiety, but in essence, it's just like stepping in the ring and you have to prepare yourself for that battle, right? Um, You have to approach each and every single challenge with with a strategy, so to speak. And keep in mind that when you're in a fight, you're gonna get hit, right? It's, It's like Rocky Balboa once said, it's it's not a matter of how hard you can hit. It's a matter of how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And that's the essence of life, right? Uh, and that's something that boxing taught me. You know, you're going to get knocked down, but it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. What matters is how many times you get up. Because in the reality of it all, it only takes one shot, right? One punch and the fight can be over. And the same is true in life. Somebody may have historically been losing, quote unquote, and they feel as if they're not getting ahead in life and life is getting the best of them and their adverse conditions or situations may be knocking them down consistently. But you can bounce back with one shot, right? One shot that will propel you to your next level of success, your next level of abundance or whatever it is that you're aiming to accomplish. But uh, those are just a few of those lessons that I've learned. But like I mentioned, we can go on for this entire conversation on a number of different lessons that 
I've learned from bouts and tournaments and stepping into the ring and then training and, you know, ultimately everything that's involved with the sport of boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought up Rocky too, because I feel like if you watch those movies or now the Creed movies, you just want to be a boxer. Like I know for myself, I wanted to step in the ring every time I saw those movies, but I would probably be knocked out in five seconds. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, yeah, there's a, so many lessons I feel like you can learn from that sport. And were you inspired by Rocky or was there another movie that really inspired you? I wouldn't say I was inspired, so to speak. Of course, I enjoy them. Um, I love them. But a, a, a real fight is a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. little different. You know, I, I was always inspired by, you know, the the ones that, that paved the way before us, right? You know, I love the era with the Sugar Ray Leonard, the Marvin Hagler, the Roberto Duran, the Tommy Hearns, of course, Muhammad Ali, Joe, uh, um, Joe Frazier, and before them, Joe Lewis, you know, I would always study these fighters, um, you know, study everything that they did, how they operated within the ring, how they dominated the space within the ring, uh, their defensive styles. Um, but that's what really truly inspired me um, and, and learning more about their stories. But, you know, we can go on and on about uh, my inspiration through Muhammad Ali, because he was really the one that you know, he, he till this day still speaks to me, right? As I watch many of his interviews and his videos and, and his story in and of itself. Uh, so to answer your question, that's what truly inspired me is really those that kind of paved the way before us. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, those are some iconic figures, not only, not only in sports, but just in life and in, in this world for sure. But yeah, David, as you know, as we move on to our topic today of, you know, continuously growing, what does it mean to you to, to grow every day? And why is that so important for you? I, I tell many people, uh, particularly the young professionals and the leaders that I frequently speak to, that the moment of the day that you stop striving for more in life, that will become the moment of the day that you start accepting less. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Kim, but we weren't fearfully and wonderfully made simply just to settle for anything less than our best, right? So we want to start operating with this growth mindset, right? A mentality that is connected to daily gradual growth and constant and never ending improvement. Ultimately, because we all have been destined to do something extraordinary, right? But in order to tap into that personal power that's at work within us, we have to invest time, energy, and resources in becoming better versions of ourselves, right? When you think about anybody that is doing something remarkable, right? The people that inspire us, uh, the people that are kind of standing out amongst the crowd is almost always due to personal development and personal growth, right? Of course, spiritual growth is an aspect that's a part of that as well. But at the same time, a person has made a commitment to be better, right? To invest in either their mindset, their emotional intelligence, uh, you know, a skill set, you know, being more proficient in their career, whatever the case may be, they have dedicated themselves to becoming better, right? And ultimately, it's something that you have to do every single day. And I also tell many people that what you do on a consistent basis will determine ultimately who you become. And who you become will always determine the quality and the overall direction of your life. So if you want to imp improve the quality of your life, if you want to take your life in a different direction, you have to reverse engineer that process and begin with what you're doing every single day and make sure you're incorporating some form of growth within your daily routine. 
For yourself, how have you figured, how have you found that balance of wanting to grow as a person, but grow spiritually as well? Because, you know, for some, there's some religions or some forms of even Christianity where it's like, okay, you can grow as a person, but you you really can't grow spiritually or you can grow spiritually and you cannot grow as a person because it really doesn't matter because you're, you know, you're going to be in heaven one day. So for you, how have you found that balance? Because it's so difficult for myself to do that even because I I'm constantly, you know, wanting to be a better person and wanting to, to strive to be the best that I can be. But at the same time, we are children of God. And how do you balance that? I wouldn't say Ken, I balance it. I, I would say it's more so I unite the two of them, Hmm. right? Personal growth and spiritual development. Why separate them when you were created for a purpose, right? And ultimately you growing into becoming a better individual is gonna help you fulfill the purpose that God has designed for you, right? So the question should be, why are you growing? You know what I mean? Like we, we have to get to the motive behind what we're aiming to improve, right? ourselves, of course, is what we're aiming to improve. But what's the reasoning? Why are you aiming to improve as a person? And it should be so I can be more effective at the purpose that God has designed for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like literally, of course, you have to have some form of ego, right? You know, ego, ego, in essence, is is going to help support your, your confidence. But too much ego, I heard a quote where someone said, that's edging God out, right? You don't want to take God out of the equation. But to be effective in that role, what we do is we have to fully understand my life is not my own, right? It's up to me to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. And in order for me to do that, I have to gain clarity around what my purpose is. Once I have clarity around what my purpose is, now this is where I'm directing my attention, my focus and my energy. And these are the reasons why. I want to aim to improve every single day because I want to be the best at what it is I've been created to do. Right. But again, it it calls forth us really becoming clear, crystal clear. And again, developing clarity around what am I here for? You know, what are the reasons behind my existence? What's the purpose, you know, behind my life? And once we establish that, then from there, we can come up with a game plan on how we need to grow every single day to tap into that. Yeah. So when you, when you are constantly wanting to succeed, but you you get in these ruts, you know, you, 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 there's peaks and valleys. There's always going to be those. When when do you say like, hey, I can't I can't get over this? You said like, I your mountains aren't for you to carry; they're for you to climb. But when you face mountains that you can't climb, how do you navigate that? From a spiritual sense, Ken, this is where God gets the glory, right? Where we are weak, He is strong. And in those moments when we feel as if we can't carry that mountain, right, we have to begin to connect with him in ways that we ultimately haven't connected with him before. And, and I believe this is the way that God often works, right? He, he shows us different layers of his personality and his character through our challenges and our struggles. And it's up to us to go where he's calling us to go, right? So we may be in a challenge and it's like, man, I, I can't carry this guy where you at. And he's like, I need you to meet me over here. And over here may be outside of your comfort zone, but you taking those steps is going to help you develop and going to help you evolve. But out the gate, we have to make the conscious decision that I'm going to carry this mountain, right? I mean, not carry this mountain, but, but climb this mountain. 
we don't want to carry the mountains, right? Like I mentioned in that quote, yeah. right? Because that's what the average person does is they're aiming to carry their challenges and those challenges begin to outweigh us, mm. right? They weigh us down mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically, right? Where we have all these illnesses, we become prone to disease. Uh, and, you know, that's a different conversation as it relates to the way that the mind operates and how holistically our mind can drive every aspect of our body biologically. But what I'm ultimately saying is we have to make the decision that I will not be defined by an experience, by a situation or a circumstance. But what I will do is I'm going to learn from everything that life throws at me because this is what God has called me to step into. I may not understand it, but life is not for me to understand. It's for me to live. So in order for me to overcome what it is that I'm experiencing, I've got to have the courage to climb, right, this mountain. And on the top of this mountain is going to be a peak full of experiences that bring me fulfillment. And most importantly, I'm going to be able to give God the glory and then demonstrate to others that it's possible for them as well. Yeah, I, I, it's so amazing that we serve a God that is there in the peaks and he's there in the valleys. Like no matter if you're at the highest of high or lowest of low, he's there with you if you allow him to be. And yeah, I think it's a good distinction of saying like, you you can't carry all these mountains. There's no there's no possible way because you are a human being, a finite human being. But if you give those to God, He is infinite. He can do wonders with people that He never people that never thought they would be able to to do what they're doing. But David, for yourself, how what practical steps, what daily steps do you take in striving to have that continual growth mindset? Well, from a spiritual standpoint, I dedicate time each day to me connecting with Christ, mm. right? Yeah. It's it's like if, if you have a vehicle, right, and there's a malfunction in the vehicle, you take it back to the manufacturer, the person that made it and created it. And the same is true for us. Uh, so every morning I'm connecting through scripture, uh, learning to connect with him through his word, praying, meditating on his word. Um, and then there's some practical things that I also do through visualization, uh, meditation, and then of course, physical activity, right? Exercise, training. Um, this, these, these are things that really contribute to our overall mental health to put us in the proper mental state to be able to tackle everything that, you know, life throws at us. And then also to be able to seize the opportunities that are available unto us. But to answer your question, Ken, I would say it's very important for individuals to establish a morning routine that sets them, sets them up for success. Right. You know, a morning routine that, you know, establishes clarity for your day where you understand what your daily intention is, uh, how you're going to show up, you know, who you're going to be in this particular day. Um, and this will begin to impact and influence, you know, how you move throughout the day, you know, how you, you know, move throughout relationships and encounters with others, you know, how you, you know, fulfill the task at your job and how you interact with your children or your spouse, so to speak. But ultimately, Set aside time each and every single morning, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever your you know morning routine would permit, simply just to get clear um, and to gain clarity, to connect from within, and then also connect with your creator. And I promise you that's going to pay dividends, um, you know, throughout your day instantly, right? You know, think about the days when, let's say, for instance, I'm quite sure you have a morning routine established, Ken, where, you know, you're doing something that's putting you in the best you know, possible position mentally and emotionally. 
think about the days that you maybe don't have time to do that, right? Or, you know, it slips your mind or you just go directly into the day. And you're not, you know, as effective as you could be. But when we take time just to process what's happening, connect with God and be in tune with his voice, you know, we begin to hear things that we can't hear, you know, when our mind is completely occupied and distracted by the things around us. Uh, so I say, again, you know, develop a practice and a routine that's going to put you in the best possible position mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to be able to be effective as you start every single day. Yeah, I completely agree with that because once I really um, prioritized a morning routine or just having that quiet space when no one else is up, it's just me and the Lord or me just thinking to myself that, I mean, it prepares me for the rest of my day for sure. And it just gets me, like you said, it gets me in the right mindset to, to face anything that, that the day may bring. But, you know, David, for yourself, has success or I'm, I'm thinking of like an athlete, a successful athlete, has that ever got in the, gotten in the way for you uh, with your relationship with God? Because there's so many athletes nowadays specifically that, you know, it seems like they have everything they ever want. They win Super Bowls, they win fights in boxing, they win these mega fights. And it just seems like they are still empty because it's, I mean, they're not satisfied at all. Has success ever gotten in your way uh, of that relationship with God? No. Um, and the and reason being because I've reached the understanding, Ken, that again, it's not me. It's him working through me, right? right? Scripture talks about, you know, if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. But if you exalt yourself, you'll be humble. Mm. Um and ultimately, I think it's important for us to truly understand that we cannot do anything without Christ. You know, you can't wake up out of bed, right? You can't move. You can't, you know, go throughout your day. Uh, you wouldn't be able to handle everything that life throws at you, both seen and unseen, without Christ. So it's through that humility and, and reverence that, you know, I acknowledge the fact that, man, I'm nothing without him. So I've got to give him the glory, right, in all that I do. Now, am I perfect at it? Like you had mentioned, is there times where, you know, our ego may be getting in the way? Yes, that, that happens. But, you know, again, connecting with him will always recenter me and, and help me kind of make the main thing the main thing. And he is the main thing, ultimately. Uh, because if you're not careful, you know, we can become, you know, worshipers of these, you know, many gods, Right. These many mm -hmm. gods and many gods can be more than just, you know, your car or your job or your career. It, it can be, you know, uh, an achievement. It, it can be, you know, a, a different person. You know, it can be whatever, you know, you make greater or in a bigger position than God himself. So I think it's important, again, that we begin to reflect in moments and observe ourselves and begin to recognize when hey, something's kind of getting in the way of me truly connecting with Christ and, and doing what's necessary to kind of, you know, break up that disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you you really hit the nail on the head with the, you know, the many guides because, I mean, I've talked to so many athletes or coaches or, you know, just people that, you know, are trying to grow continuously, but they have these idols in their lives or they had, they had those idols in their lives that kept them away from not only growing, but it kept them away from the relationship with God, which was completely harmful and was harmful for myself because I know I had, I was in that position as well. But yeah, David, it, it's been a pleasure to have you on today, sir. The last question I wanted to ask you was, 
what advice would you give to them about you know making sure that their future is in God's hands and they don't really try to push anything? That's hard, right? Because yeah. <laughs> because I mean, when when you look at an athlete, right, we have a high achievers mentality. Mm. We're striving to be greater. We we want to do more. We want to be exceptional. So we're constantly pushing the envelope, right? And then what happens is, Ken, our expectations may not be directly connected to the actual outcomes or reality. And then in between that gap can be frustration, discouragement, right? And I think it's important for us to understand as we're aiming to grow and improve ourselves, we're a work in progress and not a slave to perfection, right? Christ was the ultimate example of perfection, but we all fall short of his glory. None of us can ever be perfect. We can strive for perfection and reach excellence along the way, but we have to remove ourselves from the attachment or the expectation that we must be perfect, right? That it has to happen right now, that, you know, I want instant gratification, right? I've been training for this marathon and I expect to win and I came up in fifth place or I didn't meet my time or get my PR and I'm frustrated. Or, you know, we didn't win the championship and we put in all this work and man, has God left us? Has he forgotten about us? Does he not see my sacrifice? My Oh, not a slave to perfection. You're a work in progress. But most importantly, Ken, throughout all of that, as an athlete or individual we're working towards, it's important for us to redirect focus. Focus on what you are doing, right? Instead, focus on who you are becoming. We're not human doings, right? We're human beings. And I believe that's what God is focused on. It's about who you are becoming, right? Yeah. We can look at what we do, and if we don't get the outcomes or the results that we expect, we get frustrated or we become disappointed. And we neglect to see that this process that I endured, even though I fell short, I evolved because of this. I become a better individual. I became more patient. I developed more discipline. You know, I became a better father, a better husband, a better, you know, spouse, whatever the case may be. You know, that process helped you become a greater individual. Acknowledge that. And most importantly, understand that's what God is focused on. You know, I, I, of course, what we do is very important, but I believe God is directly focused on who we are becoming in any given moment, right? How you're showing up as an individual, how you're reflecting the image of Christ, right? In any given situation, how you reflect him in the workplace, how you reflect him on the court, on the field, or when you're being interviewed, you know, amongst the media, so to speak, right? That's what God, I believe, is really focused on. Who are you becoming? And I believe that's where we should direct our focus in any given situation. Amen. Wow. What, what an answer to end on. That was awesome. Thank you so much, David, for coming on today. This was awesome just to talk with you and get, get, some, uh, get some wisdom and passion on this podcast. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Ken. A great pleasure, man. Appreciate you having me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. Just like we say every single week, if you don't get anything else from this, the only thing that I hope you get out of it is that Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you all next time.